Just living life in the Chi-Town. Excellent. How is the world of Chicago? Uh, doing all right. We're doing all right. We're having a little bit of a little bit of a race going on here. Oh, um, like a race between yep. races or <laughs> it's a mayoral race. <laughs> yes, uh, the uh, the mayoral race. How is that? I is that weird going? Is it supposed to go on right now in January? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what day. I can't even vote in it. So, oh, why? Because uh, you're not vaccinated, or what are the rules there? Uh, yeah, I'm another. <laughs> no. That's how it works in Chicago. Oh yeah, man. no, because no, I don't live in Chicago proper. So, ah, uh, I got you. So this is a Norwich is. Uh, we're called the island in the city. We are actually not technically annexed into the city, but we are surrounded by Chicago proper. Wow, all right. So you get to suffer all the consequences of the crime, but you don't have any yeah, say we... in <laughs> what goes on. Exactly. We can't say anything about anything, but we do get the criminals. Oh, nice. And you have those lovely migrants being housed right down the street. This is a wonderful situation for you guys. They're all over. Yeah, we were just at the mall today, and you should have seen it. Uh, Danielle didn't notice it, but I noticed it right away, because they're like, they like, they're acting, they act weird, kind of, you know what I mean? How so? What's this uh, weird acting? That like, you, uh, they were walking in the door as we were walking in the door. It was just like this very awkward exchange, and they were way too happy to be here. Oh, like you they know? don't know really like... how miserable it is to be American yet. They just haven't come. Yeah, they did really, yeah. <laughs> like, they opened the door for us. They were so happy. Like, wow. You know? Man, all right. You know, it was like the way they looked at us was like, you could just tell they're looking at everybody like, oh my god, you know? Well, hey, I'm okay if they're coming over here and they're cordial and they have manners. I'm down with it. Uh, it's just because they're happy at the beginning. They're in that free hotel. <laughs> That's right. It's getting that free money. Of course, they're fucking cordial and happy. Everything. Wait till the shit. Run- wait till the fucking. Wait till that runs out. Everything- Once the elections are over and nobody gives a fuck about you anymore. It's always great when it's free. Right? Everyone's happy when they're getting free shit. You don't have to work for it. Yeah. But yeah, dude, the mayoral race was so funny. Probably the funniest debate of all time. So when did it take place? Was this Friday, I want to say? Yeah. Yeah, last okay. Week. And, uh... <laughs> no, it wasn't this Friday. It was a few days ago. Maybe Friday, I don't remember. Days ago. All I know is, yeah. uh... It was, like, nine people on the stage. That's right. Eight of them talked about, like, everything everybody's been talking about in Chicago for the past three years. You're talking about, like, crime, raising taxes, and more crime, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> Lots of crime, right? <laughs> Probably mostly and then, crime. And then finally, Lori gets her turn to talk, and she just literally comes on like, I, I don't know what city you guys are living in. I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fucking great for the city I live in. <laughs> Did I mention I'm a lesbian, guys? Come on, I'm a lesbian here. <laughs> I'm a black lesbian. <laughs> I thought we loved lesbians. Yeah, come on. Uh, She's losing a lot of endorsements, though, which is not, not good. Doesn't sound too good for Lori. In fact, I got us a big boy clip here, Mike. I mean, it's a, it's got some meat no on way. it. Yeah, and it, I really could have gone the full like five or so minutes that this thing is because, <laughs> holy shit, dude! Not only do the people and the voters not like Lori, like the media doesn't like Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> you can't find like a good positive take on Lori Lightfoot right now. It's pretty interesting. I didn't realize it had gotten so bad for her. Yeah, she well, she, dude, she she really had no business winning to begin with. 
Sure. Th- there yeah. was nobody really ex- nobody could really explain why she won, but there was there, something happened, and everybody will tell you that's just something happened, and it's just something corrupt. <laughs> yeah, something bad. But I do want to preface uh, preface this clip here with there's a fat chunk on the other side uh, where they dig deep into the police unions who are anti Lori at this point. Oh, they abandoned her long ago. Long well, she abandoned ago. them. But um, I didn't realize it was so bad crime-wise in Chicago that Chicago's losing some major corporate players. And people, the rats are fleeing, as per usual these days, but uh, this is a major go-woke-go-broke. On top of the fact that Lori Lightfoot, she either is just total full of shit and lying constantly or really doesn't see the writing on the wall with what her policies have created in the city. She lives in a bubble, dude. That's the problem. A bubble with her own private <clears throat> security, might I add. Yeah. It's, no, it's not private security. It's Chicago PD. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's your fucking taxpayer money, folks, of course. Dude, you, know when, you know when Lori Lightfoot lost was when she told everybody that the rioting going on in their streets was just part of the game, part of living in the community, you know? <laughs> in the meantime, she posted CPD on 24-hour security on her block. Couldn't go, couldn't go riot on her block. Couldn't even protest on her block. Man, you get what you voted for. And for some fucked up reason, people in the major cities around this country just keep voting for it again and again and again, over and over I and over. I don't, dude, I, don't, I don't think that's... I, I think she might have not... I think that one was just a rigged election. Maybe, and I think uh, here, this time around, she's got zero popularity. I mean, she's running like third or fourth place at this point. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Who is first? Is it Willie? It's a Chewy. Ah, uh, fuck Chewy. I don't. Where did this Chewy guy come from? <laughs> Chewy Garcia, because he's coming around talking hard on crime, dude. Your son is a fucking Latin king, bro. Oh, this guy his sounds son like, a is like a his son is like a legit like Mexican gangbanger in Chicago. Well, it fits the bill for Chicago politics, right? You just get the gang stuff involved, you know, mafia type stuff. This is a. Uh, yeah, but you couldn't get the gang reasons. out of your own house. How are you going to get it out of Chicago, dude? Well, we could start with Lori, who sounds like she's in the dumps, and uh, let's do a little deep dive on her. I, I'm I'm loving this. We haven't we we haven't gotten our uh, our Lori on in a long time. So uh, here we, <laughs> here we go. Uh, brace yourselves, folks. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is fighting for re-election, making history as the city's first black openly gay female mayor in 2019. Her time in office has been filled with challenges from rising crime to COVID-19 and union battles. Now, eight other candidates are hoping to uproot the incumbent in next month's election. News Nation's Kelly Beeson joins us with a look at where Lightfoot stands right now, Kelly. Well, Nicole, crime is certainly an issue that has taken center stage in the campaigns leading up to tonight's debate. Now the mayor is staring down efforts from within her own party to take her down, though some suggest ousting Lightfoot will be no easy feat. I, Lori Elaine Lightfoot. I, Lori Elaine Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot made history in 2019, elected Chicago's first female black LGBTQ mayor with a message of hope. We cannot fail. We will not fail. We are Chicago. She campaigned as an outsider and vowed to fight for the city's most vulnerable. People cannot and should not live in neighborhoods that resemble a war zone. 
Enough of the shootings, Predicting enough the of future. the guns, enough of the violence. <laughs> Her bid for re-election embracing the same themes. Look, I get it. I don't look or sound like any other mayor we've ever had before. Well, and doubling juice. down on the fight <laughs> against crime. But the mayor is now running on a record, one that's come under intense scrutiny. According to the Chicago Police Department, in her past four years in office, murders and theft have increased. <laughs> theft on the streets skyrocketing. She has a crime problem downtown and on the near north side, the west loop and the south loop. Those people vote. Those people are very concerned about security in their neighborhoods. And Thomas is right. In response, big names like Citadel have relocated corporate headquarters to Miami after more than three decades in the Windy City. The founder of the investment firm reportedly citing concerns with crime as a major reason for the move. And the CEO of the largest fast food chain in the world, McDonald's, what? also speaking out. Everywhere I go, Man. I'm confronted by yeah, the same dude. question these Dude, even McDonald's is against Lori Lightfoot. Days. What's going on in Chicago? With restaurants and corporate headquarters in Chicago, he says um. the rise in crime is scaring employees and hurting recruitment. Damn, dude. Wow. McDonald's? Yeah. You pissed off McDonald's? They've sold a billion burgers w uh, worldwide. Man, well, I think they do that like a week now. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I didn't know we were losing McDonald's. I know Citadel is a huge loss for Lori. That was a big slap in the face. And, and Caterpillar. And it's not, oh, you lost Caterpillar. Too. Wow, okay. And it sounds yeah. like uh, you got McDonald's heading out the door as well. There's like this whole like long list of uh, like headquarters that lo that left Chicago this year. Oh, that's not good, man. This kind of reminds me a little bit of California, where you had a lot of major companies just pick up and go. Not good for your economy. No, not at all. That's why Chicago's hurting, man. This is how you turn into Detroit, yeah. right? Isn't this exactly what happened in Detroit? The crime got yeah. out of hand. Businesses leave. The crime gets out of hand. And, you know, then you just decay. Well, congratulations. Just like, just like Detroit, man, we're starting to hit Detroit demographic numbers. Ooh. I guarantee, I can guarantee the next census is going to be over 50% black. And that's because white people have left. So the white flight, this is a real deal. You're seeing it in real yeah, time. You can, uh, you're seeing the physical manifestation in it downtown. Do you know what they're, about? Do you know what they're trying to propose next? They're right, right now, they're trying to propose that uh, Chicago uh, cops and firemen and ambulance, all those guys, they don't have to live inside the city anymore. That's because they're having <laughs> such a hard time recruiting cops. Wow. They're like, all right, they're like, please come. You don't have to live here. Just please come work here. Look, this is when the crime, uh, when you get the cop crime happening again, because you get the tough knuckleheads and yeah, you get you the know, guys who don't care about the community because they don't live in the community. They're so coming now out you're of the, the guy burbs. coming from the suburbs, you know. Yeah, they want to prove a point. Tough guys, all yeah. juiced up, ready to fucking crack some skulls, and uh, they're not part of the community, so they're not going to have the same kind of empathy towards the people they're arresting, or not even arresting, but maybe even just having to confront in certain scenarios. Yeah, for sure, because then you start to look at these people as, like, subhuman, you know? Because yes. you're in this community only dealing with the worst of the worst, right? And then you're going home and dealing with the best of the best in your neighborhood, you know? Cause, so it's like, it's, it's weird.
no, no, I think this is uh, bad news and the f- simple outsourcing to other communities, you're just going to bring in the worst people. You're going to bring in the fucking clowns who want to, you know, who want to step on people's necks. But, I mean, why not fix your fucking... Uh, I don't know. Uh, trust I mean, me. No <laughs> wonder nobody wants to be a Chicago cop, dude. You don't have the backing of the mayor. You, nobody supports you, right? The community is looking at you like they fucking hate you, but they want you to solve the problem <laughs> of their community. Right. You know? Like yeah. these fucking black communities, dude. It's your kids. Right? It's not the cops' kids out there doing the shit. And then you guys are going to yell at them when they shoot one of them. Like, I don't know. Which, have you noticed? Kind of quiet on that front lately. Oh, man, there was that one in Atlanta, though, that just they riot, they were rioting. <laughs> you stealing my clip thunder here, man? Come on, we're rolling. Uh, <laughs> my bad, I didn't see that. Still a little, little uh, foggy from the sleep. Man. Yeah, you see uh, the production crew here, slaves away, hours at a time, putting this thing together. And then they're waiting on the other half of the show to... Uh, <laughs> The talent, if you will. We're waiting on the talent to I'm not the talent. give the thumbs up, say they're ready to roll. Waiting, still waiting. That's fine. We'll check out the football game. Yeah. But uh, eventually, you got to call the talent and say, hey, uh, you going <laughs> to do the show today or what? Oh, sorry, dude. Fell asleep, bruh. <laughs> ha ha. Ready when you are, Captain. Ha <laughs> ha. I would, I would love to see a montage of us getting ready for the show, dude. <laughs> like a split screen, all the work. Yeah, <laughs> you're, getting, you're one side getting ready, doing everything, getting ready. I'll set up. I'm literally out with my out with Danielle, stuffing my face with a giant Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> Come home, pass out, <laughs> exhausted from all the eating. <laughs> I'm over here, I'm shopping for the week, throwing together a ham sandwich, cramming it down while I'm cutting clips. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why you get a bigger cut of the profits. Zero profits, folks. It's amazing. Ah, But I give you the bigger cut. Oh, it's nice. It's very nice of you. Very generous. (laughs) That's why the show works. Balance. It's all about the balance. It's all about balance. No give and take. (laughs) Yin and yang, uh, if you will. I don't know. But yeah, dude, uh, seriously, that Atlanta thing, I think they're trying to bring back the uh, the the killing of black men. They're, tr- they're getting rid of Biden. I think they're getting rid of Biden, man. This is what they did with Trump, right? They started just well, hyper-focusing on black men being killed by cops. Black dudes getting killed by cops, though, kind of the Obama thing. That's what kind of weirded me out well, lately. It comes around every couple of years when they need it, you know? I feel, yeah, maybe it quiets down around midterms and election, but they like to black. sandwich the elections with a little cop cop killings. You're going into an election, you're a black man. Very good to talk about black men dying by cops, right? If you're the white man, it's very bad. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Could work out either way, depending on who's running. <laughs> very true. And a great call on the Atlanta... Uh, Peaceful protests, if I'm to remember my language correctly from the last Mostly few peaceful. Years. Mostly peaceful. Silent night <laughs> uh, in Atlanta. Oh, uh, yeah, I got it. Uh, oh, I always hit it too fast here. I'm getting used to my new technology. But yeah, let's uh, do a little dive here into uh, the Atlanta peaceful, mostly peaceful 
protests. Violent night in Atlanta. Protests over a proposed police training facility and the fatal police shooting of an activist erupting into chaos. ABC's Ellen Lopez is in. So it is over, by the way. Uh, it's This is a disputed uh, police facility that they want to build. Hmm. And there were protesters there. And then a fella, it appears, uh, was shot. So there's a little nuance here. We've got a little trespassing okay. action going on. And uh, He was shot by a cop? I, th I think so here. We'll get a little, let's get the details here. Yeah, right. Let's get the deets. Atlanta with the latest. Ellen, good morning. Overnight, chaos erupting in downtown Atlanta. Firecrackers set ablaze. This police car in flames. Police arresting six people. The protest against a new police training center and the killing of an environmental activist started peacefully but took a turn when some. Wait, wait, environmental? I was just about to say, dude, you kill an environmental activist. That's not even murder, dude. Murder is only when you kill a human. I feel like you're doing the earth a favor here, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, give this guy a medal here. You're saving like a thousand people traffic headaches one day because this <laughs> maniac would have glued his stupid fucking knuckles to the fucking pavement. <laughs> and he just saved us like three Van Goghs. Yes, exactly. And We're like, like uh, you know... <laughs> think of all the cans of soup we could have given to the homeless now. This is great stuff. <laughs> Wasn't wasted on any famous paintings. <laughs> Eco-terrorists, that's what they should rephrase this shit. Fighters <laughs> smashed guy, windows dude. and set a cruiser on fire. A group inside that uh, marching crowd decided to start committing illegal acts, which included the breaking of windows and also attacking uh, police cruisers that were in the area. At least three could businesses you just say they damaged started rioting? before. <laughs> like, because right? uh, rioting insists. <laughs> with rioting infers that there's like uh, less peacefulness out going on, you know? <laughs> You gotta, you gotta yeah, a, a few peaceful. people decided to do unlawful acts. Break windows, set buildings on fire, set cars on fire. Yeah, that's a riot, asshole. <laughs> Mostly peaceful. Authorities restored order. <laughs> this just days after officers shot and killed a protester in the forest where the training center will be built. Demonstrators had occupied it for months. Authorities say that protester shot first, but fellow environmental activists claim the camp was peaceful and unfairly attacked. We continue to protect the right to peacefully protest. Uh, we will not tolerate violence or property destruction. No officers or citizens were injured. The Atlanta mayor saying that several of those arrested were from out of state. The governor here saying that those crimes will not be tolerated and will be fully prosecuted. Out of state. <clears throat> this was Antifa. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. 100% Antifa. Organized fucking political terrorists. That's, these maniacs come out of the woodworks. They're never from... This is what was going on in the Rittenhouse uh, situation. Oh, where was Kyle? Why didn't we send him to Georgia? <laughs> oh, man. I think we should just start sending him anywhere there's Antifa. <laughs> right? Or just they should make those rubber masks that look like him, and everybody, you get like an army of people that look like Kyle Rittenhouse. That would scare the just shit the out of anybody. army of Kyles. Oh, man. You know how freaking frightening that would be? Dude, Antifa rolls in with their black, all black, and then they turn around and everybody's wearing a Kyle Rittenhouse mask. Oh, and everyone's oh. armed to the teeth. Oh, man. man. <laughs> oh, 
why don't we make a movie about it? Get out of my neighborhood, baby. <laughs> We're on Kyle. Watch. This is the bullshit that happens though. Whenever these shootings occur, you get these instigators from out of town. They're always antifa. They got the black shit going on. They're covering their faces. Yeah, they're just they're they're young kids with nothing to do who are getting paid to go stir up trouble. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, man. It's re- George Soros is involved somehow. Or that fucking nut job, Klaus Schwab, eats the bugs. <laughs> yeah, because this is how they take away our guns. is exactly how they take away our guns and or on some level the chaos is the point there is some level of destabilization that i believe the powers that be want to occur and they're cheerleading if not stoking this type of violence and every time there is some sort of shooting we get all the sensational nonsense bullshit first and then the facts come out yeah but of oh, course it's gonna come out he's shot at the yeah, exact but of course the sure. rioting must ensue we must have the destruction yeah then it's we'll gonna come face. out he's shot at the cops of course man it's always always there's just <laughs> the, the problem I- is cop <laughs> cops just do not wake up one morning and decide I want to kill psycho. an eco te- yeah, eco terrorist. You're so you're psycho, dude. You I was know? literally just thinking like, <clears throat> like they want this narrative to exist, and it doesn't. That there are these rogue bands of cops riding around just shooting at <laughs> black people, like, <laughs> like especially just... now. You're telling me this guy in Atlanta <laughs> was a cop for ten whatever years, however many years. He went all the way through the defund the police movement. Did it kill, you know what I mean? He, did, he lasted all this time, and just this morning was like, you know what? I'm going to kill me a black person. You got a bunch of fucking Clint Eastwoods rolling around like, give me a reason, punk. You yeah. know, they're just like, just <laughs> shooting. You feel lucky? <laughs> just shooting black dudes. Like, I, I just... <laughs> It's, a, it's such an un- unbelievable theory. Like, no, no, no. Every police department has them. We must defund them because they Should have all- thought that before you were born, <laughs> black kid. Every police department has this band of racist cops going around yeah. just sh- hell-bent on shooting black dudes. They're just, that's all they're going to yeah, do. Derek Chauvin got sentenced to a total of, like, 50 years in prison. Dude, never once did anybody in court bring up racism. It was never proven. That's crazy. Never proven. That is absolutely crazy. Never even argued. Well, then what's the reason for... I mean, I guess you're saying he's in prison, I'm assuming, for negligence and, you know, using... No, he's, he's, in prison for fucking for... First, he's in prison for second and third degree murder, which makes no sense. But, <laughs> no. And manslaughter. He got manslaughter, second degree, and third degree murder. You're like, oh, he must have killed three people. No, he killed one guy. Wow. And actually, he didn't even really kill him. They gave him the full Baldwin. That's outrageous, man. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't see that one coming. They gave him the triple Baldwin? <laughs> The triple B. <laughs> the, the Alec, the Stephen, and the, the one that everybody forgot. Isn't there a third brother? There's several. There's too many Baldwins. But, oh, man. Poor Chauvin. Wow. That's... Yeah, he appealed. 
Yeah, I saw there's some action on that happening in Minnesota. We'll we'll catch up we on call, that. We, I said that a long time ago. He's gonna wait a couple of years. He's gonna appeal it. Once yes, the dust yes. settles, he's getting out. Absolutely, dude. Hundred <laughs> percent. There's no way this guy should do 20 years in prison for just going to work one day. The dust needed to settle. They needed to change producers and directors over at CNN. Uh, yeah. MSNBC <laughs> needed to become irrelevant like it is now. And it's a perfect time for them to sweep this one quickly through the news cycle and nobody will hear about it, really. Yeah. Everything is less sensationalized than it was about two years ago. Poor guy. I felt so bad for I still feel bad for him. Yeah, it's a horrible yeah, they, thing. They, they never happened. once brought up race. Like, it just it wasn't about race, but then it started this whole movement about race. Like, it, you could argue that you're blue in the face of whether or not he actually killed the guy. That is that that isn't a debatable fact. But the fact that he did it because he was black that never even came up as a question. Yes. Right. There's a reason he never got charged with the hate crime. Oh, good call. You're right. I guess that. They never even attempted to charge him with the hate crime. That's what I'm trying to say. The race thing was only on TV. It never came up in court because there was just it had nothing to do with race. There was nothing in that video. There's nothing in anything that can prove that he did it. You know, if that is if that is the case, then when he gets out and he inevitably will will get out, he'll probably have a field day suing mainstream media, man. No, I don't think he can. No, you can't sue for no. that kind of shit. Like, no, because he was technically found guilty, so they can't be, you know. So he's technically a racist, no matter how we swing it. No, that's the thing. Is they never proved he was racist. Everybody just assumed he was racist because he got found guilty of the murder. Right, and, okay. And then that became a whole to- a discussion of he co- the cops are just murdering black people. It's like, did he murder him because he was black? I mean, nobody, <laughs> you know. Because he worked, he worked with the guy as a security guard. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, they actually uh, knew each other. They knew each other, and he never really, he never killed him before. It was always black. Well, Mike, obviously, he was just waiting for that perfect moment. Mm. <laughs> right after him, just for, for him to swallow like a bunch of bags of fentanyl. Yes, because then he thought he could get away with blaming it on the fentanyl. Ah, what an idiot! Foolish move. <laughs> he just he didn't bank on the fact that <clears throat> it was covid it was lockdowns we had nothing to pay attention to and we needed a massive distraction <laughs> yeah oh, dude i don't want to go back to this i don't mean to change topic here hey, did roll you away, see the details of this idaho murder oh i didn't see you uh that's a left turn folks let's go there and <clears throat> i'm not familiar at all i haven't been Listen paying attention to- Enlighten me on the Idaho. Do you know how they fucking caught this guy? They found a knife sheath in the house, right? Oh, yeah. This knife sheath had one hair on it. Oh, right. All right. From that hair, which happened to be his. Or no, was it blood? I think it was blood that happened to be his. Then they. I don't even remember how they found out who he. Like, it was him. Hmm. I forgot. That's an even crazier. Okay. How he became a suspect is really crazy. I thought they used but cell phone data tracking was. and his phone was, was essentially there. That was one of the ways they found him. But there was like another way. There was, there was like, a by the way, they're tracking us, people. 
They're following yeah. us. They know exactly where you are, and they could always fucking bust you. So, so, leave, so he becomes home, a sus- at home. Yeah, dude, he became a suspect. So then they go camp out outside his parents' house, and they got the DNA from his dad. Oh man! And they took his dad's DNA, and they're able to prove that the DNA <clears throat> from his dad was the father of the DNA of the knife sheath. All right. And we have no, not even one clue as to who laid two pipe bombs outside the uh, Capitol. Can we get any info on Pipe Bomb <laughs> Guy, folks? Pipe Bomb Guy. <laughs> His name is Pipe Bomb Guy. They reported four, it. Four white people died, and we fucking <laughs> tracked this guy and his parents and his DNA across the country. We got no info on fucking Pipe Bomb Guy. This is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but you got to look into it, dude. It is insane how they caught that guy. Like, so many resources went into it. I did check it out. I was kind of waiting for this whole thing uh, to, you know, get rolling in the court system. And, uh, you know, that's when it gets really sensationalized. And I think he's he's probably challenging it, right? He has a chance to uh, claim he didn't do this, I assume. Oh, he's guilty, dude. But I'm just saying, this guy has an opportunity, and if history has proven anything especially with media frenzy like super cases like this the guy could end up getting away with it on some bizarre stupid technicality or tainting not of the time. jury or there could be something, <laughs> some, this time. something can happen man don't worry I, i'm telling you i think there's uh there's always Dude, you, f- you killed three pretty white girls in idaho <laughs> you're gonna fry i can't wait to see this uh case uh <laughs> Roll around. Are they doing the full trial at this point, or was this just information? Yeah, he pled not guilty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the kid is going to try and... F- or kid, he's like 40, right? I think the guy... He's 20-something, dude. He's a young guy. The dude is going gonna, gonna to try and fight it. And from what I recall, when I originally dug into it, I felt like uh, there's more to be heard and found out, and... When the case again gets rolling out uh, publicly, it'll be, you know, pretty interesting. But uh, mm. as far as how they found him, I f- that's how they're finding everyone now. It's all the cell phone. The fact anyone Sick. thinks it's a good idea to go commit a cr- commit any crime with your cell phone, you deserve to get caught. That's how they're going to get you. It's all tracking, even if you shut it off. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, he turned it off, and that's it what like, like he turned it off during the time of the murder. So they had him going to the murder, then it turned off, and then they turned it back on when he was leaving the murder. Yeah, they probably have full audio and visual of the murder from his phone in his pocket. Oh, you know, that's, probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They could probably see all that shit. Imagine the evidence they're able to get of the uh, murder and everything from everyone else's phones. Yeah. Or if there's like a Siri in the room. Yeah. Look, there's cameras everywhere. I think they can see everything. They probably had the footage, satellite footage of the dude getting out of his car, you know? Oh, yeah. Killing them, going back into his car. They get that shit now. It's, uh... I always think about that, dude. They're definitely doing that 24-hour surveillance on, like, most major cities. Do you remember that movie Enemy of the State with uh, our favorite yeah, slappeteer Will Smith uh, uh, and yeah. uh, Gene Hackman? That was back when he was just slapping the government. Just that's right. <laughs> and aliens and men in Men in Black. 
Uh, Welcome but, to Earth. <laughs> but that movie was kind of crazy. That late nineties, and the surveillance technology they were showcasing in that Hollywood stylized film, I had to believe at that time, like this is what they're claiming they have now. Are the technology is probably thirty years advanced. And that this is like 1998 or whenever the fucking movie came out. Yeah, well, yeah, this was definitely in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Movie. Here we are 30 years later, 20 <laughs> years later. I can't even imagine. They, they're probably watching me right now in perfect You clear. blew up the building because <laughs> you made a phone call. <laughs> oh, what a great movie, Gene Hagman. Dude, all-star cast. You got Seth Green, who's a child molester. Uh, sorry, oh, allegedly, yeah. allegedly child molester. And then you also have Jack Black, who we all love Jack Black. <laughs> Oh yeah, good the call. nerd crew is fantastic, and uh, no, it's a great movie. But the technology <clears throat> showcased at I'll that work time. Far past that. No, see, I think what they're doing is that uh, let's, the thing they started doing in the Middle East, like a long time ago during the like Iraq Afghanistan war, with the twenty four hour hour drone surveillance. Oh yeah, I assume, and you know I assume talking about? it's it's yes. where they just they have a drone that just circles. You can't see it. It's too high to see, and it just circles the city, taking every every ten seconds, snaps a photo, snaps a photo. Wow! And then if some, that if something happens, you can go back and look at the photos, and you can track you can track a car, you can track a person. Wow! You know? All right, the, you know the IED went off here. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go back. Let's see who planted it. He planted. Okay, this car planted it. Let's trace it back to the house it came from. It's funny. That's where your mind is at, because uh, now I'm thinking they have like swarms of bees that are all tiny drones and they're just like <laughs> millions of cameras just shooting in a million directions just getting full 4k uhd 2000 quality you know what i mean pixel per fucking thousand seconds whatever it is you know what i'm saying well see i think it's better than that i think if you if you have a high def like if you have a really like if you have a good enough camera and you're high you know you can do the whole thing where you can actually read sound waves in material so you can you know perceive what sounds are being produced you, you don't even need bees flying around you can just do it with one plane up above and a good enough camera yeah but come on follow me on my imagination it's really funny the idea of It'd like a really swarm funny, yeah. of tiny like <laughs> it's like an ant-man but with bees but like yeah indestructible bees. bees or ants I, i'll flow i'll go with the uh, flying ants maybe ant-man's a real thing maybe that's hollywood being like you know haha it's real but we're gonna make a joke of it <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna just show it right in your face. Yeah, I don't know. I would think an army of tiny robotic killing drone bees would be pretty advantageous in a war situation, right? Oh, absolutely. Speaking of, I'm sure they're working on it. Speaking of war situations and uh, covert operations, my man. Uh, apparently, there were some. Undercover fellas uh, there during our favorite day of the year, <laughs> January 6th. Yeah! Three active-duty U.S. Marines under arrest for their roles on January 6th. Police say all of them work in military intelligence, and yet... So say what? <laughs> <laughs> and they were in there? All right, okay, we'll go with it. Yeah, say they I, were uh, inside. Yeah. No, we'll, I, we'll, we'll roll. I mean, I, I'll accept it. Do they know Ray Epps? That's <laughs> Have they made any recent trips to Brazil? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, this is so ridiculous. I know. If it was just, like, there's so many different Marines out there, right? Like, it, it wasn't just like a Marine who's a truck mechanic. I know, and God. Right? It's the Marine military intelligence. So, just so I'm clear now, the <laughs> the security let all these people in. And like a third of them are FBI, CIA. Now there's some military. Or I'm starting <laughs> to think that's why they let him in because they knew the guys. Oh, Jim, <laughs> Frank, come on in. It's don't get me wrong here. It sounds like there were many different levels of intelligence agencies <laughs> in this mob walking through the relevant fucking ropes. <laughs> this is kind of a fucking weird situation here man starting to have the similar smell to the Gretchen Whitmer situation <laughs> there where two crazy guys go to prison and everybody else was <laughs> FBI it's the guy who lives with his grandma and the fucking QAnon shaman and then these fucking feds that's this whole fucking <laughs> scenario dude <laughs> the marines and then like the two dudes from the proud fellas they busted this is fucked up man they literally like it's <laughs> Three Marines. So the FBI arrested three military intelligence guys, and the military arrested four feds. (laughs) What's going on here? This is uh, the four Spider. In the meantime, (laughs) only one poor girl died. (laughs) Poor Ashley Babbitt. (laughs) The deadly fucking insurrection. Oh my god. <laughs> the deadliest insurrection. The FBI arrested the Marines. <laughs> oh shit, man. Undercover. This is unreal stuff, man. What they're seen doing, one of them allegedly posting. I think I saw this in a movie not too long ago. Our- <laughs> With Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Two guns. Two Guns? I have no you ever idea see that how. movie? I, I never saw Two Guns. Uh, great buddy. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is a uh, he's a he's a Marine intelligence officer. Oh, nice. Working undercover. Oh yeah. With this guy Bobby Beans, oh. Samuel L. Jackson, right who's on. a uh, undercover DEA. Wow. And they're working each other, and they don't know it. And at one point, they both draw their their badges and their guns on each other. Oh, classic. This is literally, this was the plot for the January 6th. (laughs) They did a two guns on us. How funny is it, like, in the middle, the reason they don't show the surveillance footage, right? They've hidden it, I believe, is because the moment they busted everyone, they went, freeze! And it was all the different agencies pulling their guns and badges (laughs) on each other. And then right in the middle is just the horned uh, QAnon shaman and, like, the three proud dudes, and that's it. And, like, a hundred fucking different agencies just busting each other. <laughs> they got a little Mexican standoff here. <laughs> that's why you can't see the footage, folks. The... <laughs> the, the actual fight was over who gets to arrest somebody because there's really only four people to arrest, but there was nine agencies, right? Not enough people to go around. It was a huge bust. There was a fist fight between uh, the FBI director Ray and Nancy Pelosi. It was so sad. Uh, everybody was angry. Nobody won, and that's why they. Uh, and nobody got to rape AOC. That's what <laughs> <said>. <laughs> yeah. You imagine the whole time, like. AOC's waiting, you know, kind of bent over with her butt in the air on her desk. Oh, like, she was lubed up, ready to anybody? go. Rapists? No, nobody? <laughs> I thought it was time. Come on. <laughs> Crickets. She's checking her calendar. It is January 6th. Right? 
They swore there'd be some raping. Wasn't that Nancy Pelosi film crew here? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Nancy must have showed them their tits. God damn it. <laughs> they all blew their load too early. <laughs> I think we're on to something here. I really do. I, I'm, I'm having a feeling here there were just too many three-lettered agencies in the same room at the same time. Too many, uh, you know, chefs, not enough cooks, if you will. That's, uh, it sounds about right. Yeah. I think that's what pretty happened. Pretty funny stuff here. Chief so Justice three Marines got arrested. Now. Tonight, three active-duty U.S. Marines under arrest for illegally entering the Capitol on January 6th. According to prosecutors, image after image reveals Corporal Michael Coomer and Sergeants Joshua Abate and Dodgedale Helenan inside, one of them carrying a, a Don't Tread on Me flag. The FBI oh, says this photo shows them <laughs> placing a red MAGA hat on top of a statue in the rotunda. Investigators saying they were inside the building about 52 minutes. The feds say what tipped them off was Coomer himself, who allegedly posted pictures from the insurrection on Instagram. A caption reading, glad to be a part of history. All three Marines worked in military intelligence. Helen and based at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina, a bait at Fort Meade in Maryland, and Coomer at California's Camp Pendleton. The FBI says Coomer was eager for civil war. At one point messaging an acquaintance, <clears throat> everything in this country is corrupt. We honestly need a fresh restart. I'm waiting for the boogaloo. The acquaintance responding, I agree, but what's a boogaloo? Coomer was blunt. <laughs> Civil War II. Yeah, yeah! The arrests portray a disturbing trend of the roughly <clears throat> 900 suspects charged you stop right there? more than... Absolutely. These people got arrested for an insurrection, for insurrecting, for trying to take over the United States government. And Coup d'etat. What do you have them on? Your best evidence is a tweet that called the Civil War II the Boogaloo. Yeah, man. I'm sorry, I can't take this very serious. Well, you know, the Civil War, the first one was quite analog, right? With the muskets and everything. This one, we're in the digital age, so it's the electric Boogaloo Civil War II. Right? I, it's electric. How serious is it when they're calling it the Boogaloo? I don't think it's um, all that serious, to be yes. totally honest. Okay, okay, so now Steve Buscemi, or no, what's this guy's name? Steve Osami, what's his name? Uh, which guy? The uh, This reporter The here. reporter. We'll go with Steve. <clears throat> we'll leave it at Steve. Steve Osakanami or something, I don't know. He's a black guy with an Asian name. <laughs> oh, I think this is Pierre Thomas. Oh, is it? French guy. Black French. Uh. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, they're over there. This is world news. It's so serious and so important. And in the meantime, it's a text message between two idiots who are calling the Civil War to the Boogaloo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like right. that. Come on, guys. I like uh, it. I think it's a good uh, rebrand for the uh, Civil War Two. I'm all in, man. I thought we were already doing it or it was about to happen there was a lot of drum beating for the civil war about uh eight months ago and then they kind of dropped that one because i think they realized and by they i mean the mainstream media and social media world they kind of picked up on the fact that it was only people on the left really talking about civil war yeah it's kind of a weird obsession that these people have 
so when you kind of show me these images of a Twitter exchange between these two retards talking about an electric boogaloo civil war, uh, look, I think you made it up. I don't believe you. It's easy to fake this stuff. Yeah. And if that's if it's real, these two characters are easy to make up. I don't believe any of these stories anymore. By the way, they're fucking military intelligence. Everything with you people and these characters is always something intelligence. Uh, right, right. Therefore, I don't believe your story. Three Marines go to jail. Okay, I don't believe you, actually. I don't believe these guys either A, exist, or B, are really going to jail. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And let me throw in a C. I, think <laughs> I would, I would only agree if it was like one of them was a mechanic, two of them were in the supply. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll believe that. The military intelligence? If one of them had a backpack with pipe bombs, and you're like, we think he's pipe bomb guy, then I'd be like, okay, we got something here. This is a <laughs> fucking story, man. Hell yeah. Now we're moving in the right direction. Kind of makes sense. Military intelligence. Okay, they got a little uh, capability to put these pipe bombs together. And finally, pipe bomb yeah. guys coming together. Okay, yeah, this makes sense. No, they talk about they have 700-something arrests so far. Fucking pipe bomb. No pipe bomb guy. <laughs> no. No idea who he is. Pay no attention to this pipe bomb guy. And look over here. Three intelligence marines. Not even, you guys don't even have, like, a ring camera shot of this pipe bomb guy? Come on. <laughs> You're not even trying... Can you just lie to me? Don't even say... Why do you have to say they're military intelligence? <laughs> like, right? <laughs> it's immediate bullshit, man. It's a red flag. It's the biggest red flag. That's why nobody cares about the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot. It's a complete circus of a situation. What's, I just what's feel really what's yeah. really scary is this is another attack on the military where they're going to they're going to they're going to use this as, to say there's extremists in the military and we need to go after them. That is a great viewpoint on this. I actually uh was thinking well, uh ex or former military. This is a great way to kind of put them on it. That that too, but no, it's very scary what they've done with the military because you you got rid of everybody who refused to tr- take your experimental jab. So you're literally you're eliminating anybody who's a free thinker, or worse than that, you're eliminating anybody who doesn't agree with you from the military. Yeah, it's scary. And that's that's yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's not because a because that's when you get a military that you can get to do. You know. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. You get in, You know. You start kicking out the. Because now you can use this as an example of just extremism in the military. Now we're going to go after anybody who supported January six. We're going to kick them out of the military. Then. Then it's going to turn into anybody who voted for Donald Trump, we're going to kick him out. <laughs> then what happens when you have a, a, an entire military that's nothing but Democrats and left-wing, left-wing people? Now it's going to be very easy to get them to go after mm. civilian targets if yes. they believe they're right-wing extremists. How about the next time they want to roll out their vaccine program for the next disease, maybe they could use their minions in the military to enforce it? Absolutely. Dude, that was the one reason they weren't able to do what they wanted to do was because you had sheriff's departments refusing to enforce it. <laughs> That's right. And you had man. the military who was, ref- you know, it's, I don't know. COVID was so scary. 
isn't it kind of weird? It's, it, it really <laughs> bothers me that people treat like the people on the left treat January sixth and 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 Donald Trump as this existential crisis. It's this huge threat to democracy. The biggest threat to democracy was COVID. Was March twenty twenty. The the way you guys reacted to COVID. The way you guys allowed the government to take away your rights and your freedoms because of your fear of a make-believe flu. Absolutely. Yes. That is the biggest threat to democracy I've seen in my lifetime. Absolutely. It was one of the scariest moments for, for us as a uh, you know free people, if you will, on some level. But we, again, I, I mark March, 20, uh, March 2020 as the point where we got to see the true colors and what the people in power, which ones were on one side and which were on the other. And the scariest part was we don't have many people on our side, man. No. And this, we saw, (laughs) we saw how susceptible America was to, to, to a takeover. The, the people who want to maintain some level of, you know, freedom in this country, we were a minority, and the leaders in power keeping that thing alive were a thread. Yeah. This thing got really close to fucking Australia. Yeah, very close. And we are rolling down here. We're in January 2023. I like March is coming up soon, and. It'll be three years, I was just thinking about, from the point where we shut down. And I really kind of, you know, had this thought in my mind where that moment is becoming more clear as time is going on. And I'm starting to realize how fucked up. (laughs) I was aware of how fucked up it was then, but now it's seeming even more fucked up. And what, what we're experiencing with these vaccines now and... I, those lockdowns, man, that was a really bad time. And I can't believe the midterms just came through and everyone just went along and voted for the Democrats again. Yeah, they didn't care. Nobody really cared. They didn't even see it as a threat to de- their democracy. But January 6th is Donald Trump is a threat. Didn't phase him. But them taking away your freedoms, enforcing this pass card, uh, the passport, some sort of hypnosis yeah. still upon them. Did you catch at all? It was trending on in the Twitterverse. Uh, it was Scott Adams. Do you remember Scott Adams? He was a one of the guys to first predict Trump would win, and then he was kind of a weirdo. Uh, he's the guy who created Dilbert. No, I he, remember. He's a big dude on Twitter, if you will, but also he gets interviewed quite often on CNN, MSNBC. I think even Fox News hits him up. So he's kind of one of those guys that flows between it all. But he uh, released this thing. It was a live YouTube chat that he did, and a bunch of clips came out. I didn't cut it for the show. It was kind of annoying. But um, someone did a super clip where he essentially essentially spends an hour. uh, This is yesterday, I think he did it, where he basically, he says that the people who were the anti-vaxxers are the winners, and they won, and they were right. And people like him who were staunch, supporters and pushers even of the vaccine people who believed that they should lock people up who didn't get vaccinated or you know what i mean create two separate societies that's what scott adams believed in uh you know the 
he's he was wrong and he admitted it and he did this whole thing about it and over and over again repeated how almost in a condescending way but kind of kept repeating how the anti-vaxxers are the winners they win they won they were right and the vaxxers were the wrong ones and it, it's an interesting uh, little thing to put out there i feel like because like i said previously in a previous episode we're gonna we're kind of I think in that realm here where we're, these people are gonna be very vocal and public about how they were duped. Yeah. But I did find I feel it bad for him. I feel bad for him too, and I found it kind of condescending and mean almost to say that the anti-vaxxers are the winners. By no means are anti-vaxxers winners in this situation. Nobody won. We all have loved ones who took these shots, and we begged these loved ones not to take them, man. Like, everyone's a fucking loser in this, Scott Adams. Everyone loses. And that's why we were so against you. That's why we wish you would shut up, asshole. That's why. Literally, that's why. We wish all you fucking assholes would shut up. Because you were pushing poison. And no, no yeah. amount of <clears throat> claiming you're the winners or I was wrong, you were right. That doesn't matter now. You will die someday with the stain on your name as someone who forced or wanted to force, but at least publicly pushed, forcing this poison onto people. You convinced people to fucking kill themselves. Congratulations. And you're gonna—I mean, you're gonna get sick one day. Everybody does. You're gonna get old and everything, and you're gonna wonder: Is this because of the vaccine? He's allegedly already very sick, and he's blaming the vaccines publicly. Yeah. And he's—I so cla- mean, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I forgot who I heard it from, dude. But it was the best thing I ever heard. It was like, dude, because it's like the one thing—it's the one message I've been trying to get across to everybody, especially when it comes to like. All like like with Ukraine and everything. It's like people are like, "Oh, well, what's your opinion? You're pro Russia. You're pro. Th- you're anti-vax. You're you're this. You're that." Pro- no, no, no. <laughs> my whole my whole point for all of this, for everything that's happened for the past couple of years, for everything that's happening now, my entire point to everybody is, I don't have enough information to have a strong opinion, and I know for a fact neither do you. Yes. So the fact that you have such a strong opinion worries me. When you are so about the vaccine and you have no idea what the side effects are, that worries me. Because how are you so convinced that it's that great? You know? That's, when you're this yes, con- yes, great. You're point. this convinced that Russia's invading Ukraine and we got to send them all the money. Okay, <laughs> why? I'm not saying there's not bad things happening in Russia and Ukraine. I'm sure there is. But I'm also sure we don't know the whole story. We almost definitely don't know the full story there's some rumors floating around this weekend and apparently a lot of them uh like z himself has been doing a lot of speeches and bringing up the fact that word on the street from that region is that putin's dead and that he well there's a lot of talk that he had uh we discussed it a few months ago how he was sick he had cancer Apparently, it's pretty well known in circles that it, he had a pancre- uh, pancreatic cancer and that yeah. it became very rapidly advanced very recently. And Zelensky's been telling a lot of people out there that he doesn't even know who he's fighting anymore because they believe in 
from what the intelligence that they're getting, they believe he's already dead. And that what we've been seeing are green screens and um, uh, what is it? Deep fakes. They're, deep fakes. they're making deep fakes of him, and that's what they've been sending out for a month or so. <clears throat> possible. That's wild shit, man. It's possible. I mean, it would've, I wouldn't even be surprised if it was us that were like, Doing the deep fakes. Wow. We need this war. We need this war to <laughs> keep going. Hell yeah. Hell. You know what I mean? Yes, dude. Yeah, I totally think it's us making the deep fakes. We need this war, dude. It's it's so disgusting. And then the fact that you talk to like people in America and they have such a strong opinion about no no no. Zelensky's good. Putin's bad. We need to stop the bad. <laughs> Are you on the side of the bad? We need to stop the bad. Stop the bad, Mike. Stop the bad. <laughs> Didn't you see Sean Penn and Ben Stiller? Come on. They're good guys. The good guys over there, man. They're getting Oscars. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm uh, digging uh, that rumor, and it's alleged. And you, I like it. Yo, yeah, you know I love my juicy freaking rumors. Hey, remember, I was the first one to rumor out there that the queen was dead, and I still hold true she died months before <laughs> they announced it. There's no proof out there that she was actually alive for several months before she died. I'm sticking to it, man. I'm the first one to call that she was dead. All right. And it. I'm now throwing my Putin declaration into the uh, into the ring there. So, Putin's dead. Well, speaking, of, uh, <laughs> speaking of dying of cancer, I don't oh, want to oh, bring this down a little bit Ooh. at the end. Oh, no, man. But if I bring up a little local news. Oh, geez. All right. Yeah. This is real local, man. I just want to play it for you. All right. You ready? Oh, we got a clip. Yeah, Chicago Proud tonight as they're rallying behind a third grader who is battling cancer. Molly Morris, described as funny and fierce by those who know her best, is undergoing treatment for kidney cancer. And neighbors are fighting alongside her. Students at area schools showing up to class with orange shirts on this morning. And orange ribbons are lining the streets of Norwood Park. Local businesses also making donations in Molly's name. <clears throat> We've given her all the support we can. And yeah, so Molly Morris, all third right. grader in Norwich. She, uh, she, got, she had cancer. They thought she beat it. I guess she was cancer-free in November, but then it came back with a vengeance. And now she's dying. Poor girl. Really sad. Very sad. Are there any GoFundMe things going on for her? Yeah, there is. Programs? Her name is Molly Morris. You mm -hmm. can, if you want to, you can give her money. But uh, the reason I know about her is because she is part of Danielle Day's dance school. Okay. All right. And uh, if you heard in the clip, they, they lined the street with uh, orange ribbons for her. That was actually Danielle Day fighting the Norwich bureaucracy. Very excellent. To get the money, to get the funding, to actually do it. So, just wanted to bring that up. Because, man, it made me think, like, I hear the story, right? And it's like, that's really sad. I feel really bad. But, like, I'm not a doctor. Nothing I can do, right? Mm -hmm. Then you got guys like Danielle Day out there. Here's the story right away. What can I do? And then, you know, you put up some ribbons. I'm sure the girl loved it, you know? Yes, absolutely. Well, Mike, not all heroes wear capes, sir. That's the truth. So, shout out to Danielle Day. Absolutely. Making uh, 
making things happen. And if there is and, anything, uh, uh, any funds or anything that could be uh, sent out, we have at least a dozen listeners, I believe, in our uh, pocket here that could. Uh... Pocket, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure nobody will come from it, but hey, we... please send, please send your prayers and you your know thoughts what? out to Molly Morris. Just... She's uh She's fighting cancer. She's good. And is it a GoFundMe? Is that what it is? Uh, is there a GoFundMe? Is there anything There like is a that? GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, for Molly Morris. And by the way, this is a free podcast that we do for free and uh, ask for no money ever on any level. Uh, so uh, if you have the time, go check it out and donate a little cash for the family because this is heartbreaking family, yeah. and sad. And you know that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. No little girl deserves it. To our dozen and a half or so listeners, we... We appreciate it. And Mike, yeah. believe and it Danielle or not. And Danielle Day, we appreciate you for making things happen. Absolutely. And you are uh, a wonderful person for uh, going out of your way to uh, do something special for someone else. Yeah. Good job. All right, so we're at that hour. Fastest hour in the universe, sir. Great timing. Fastest hour. <laughs> you gotta take that piss. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>